This is Rugga Matrix America. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Alex Goff from Goff Rugby Report. I'm going to do this one solo because we've got a great guest, so we're going to just go straight uh, to the guest. But uh, remember that Rugged Matrix America is brought to you by Aircraft Charter Solutions, and you can get Rugged Matrix America on uh, the RuggedMatrix.com website. You can check out Golf Ru- Rugby Report. I can't even say my own website. How sad is that? GolfRugbyReport.com, and also check it out on iTunes. Uh, you got to look at that Rugga Matrix International show. Uh, they got the uh, audio show. They got the video show. Really, really nice. Now, we're going into uh, kind of a, you know, an important, we're, we're entering the World Cup year now, um, aren't we? Um, for the, the men's senior national team. And uh, the first thing that they did. They had a couple of assemblies, you know. That's fine. But this, now we're getting into the first games that the the Eagles are playing, and it's a little bit weird because it's not the full Eagle squad. But at the same time, this is a good thing because we've run into so many times where uh, the USA is trying to deal with getting ready for the World Cup, and they're not. They they haven't picked their team. They're not ready. Things like that. So they end up playing. Uh, a series of games that are full internationals, but they're still testing out guys. And the comment I hear is people are they're giving away caps. You don't want to give away caps. So in this case, we're not giving away caps. The USA selects are going to South America. Uh, they're going to play Uruguay on April 23rd, Argentina Jaguars on April 28th, and then the Jaguars once again on May Second, so this is a really good test, international level, very difficult in the scrum, very tough and tight, with a bunch of guys, most of whom are still new to the team or new to international senior international rugby. So we're going to run down the squad very quickly, and then we're going to talk to Phil Teal, who is the captain of this squad. He won't necessarily be the game day captain in every game, but he is the captain of the squad, uh, and of course, there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, n- so here's your team: Nick Barrett. Uh, former age-grade USA player, playing for Metropolis. Chris Bauman uh, played a lot of rugby in the Rocky Mountain uh, you know, Summer League uh, for like Steamboat Springs, people like that. Went to Santa Monica, playing with Santa Monica. He's a hooker prop. Colton Carriaga, former All-American, Life University. He's back playing with Life on the men's team. Um, kind of a, kind of a, he's a center. He's small. He's kind of a playmaker, so more like a second 5'8". John Cullen, big lock flanker type, Seattle Saracens, formerly University of Utah, formerly Highland Rugby. Zach Fanolio, Glendale Raptors, former Loyola Marymount, uh, All-American, former Regis Jesuit high school guy, uh, hooker, everybody has heard of him. Uh, Moto Filikitonga, Metropolis, uh, definitely you know, he's a USA age grade guy. Again, a guy who's sort of like a young talent. He's back. Troy Hall, NYAC. He's actually living and working in Oregon. Somehow plays for the NYAC. Uh, fullback, center. Uh, small-ish for a center, but uh, very skilled, very smart player. 
was going to play for the Eagles in the fall, but uh, had to step down because he he'd actually retired from international rugby and then came back. He didn't realize that he needed a six-month stand-down time because of uh, drug testing. You can't retire, like load up on PEDs and then come right back. They don't like that. So the uh, uh, USOC, um, IOC, uh, IRB, World Rugby, all those people um, make you wait to, to show that you're clean before you come back. He's back. Great. He's always been clean, by the way. Um, Seamus Kelly, former Cal All-American, former Xavier High School star, uh, San Francisco Golden Gate, plays center. He's a regular center for the USA national team, would be one of your regular Eagles. Uh, Olive Khalifi, uh, former uh, West Seattle Stormers high school player, Seattle Saracens, regular prop for the Eagles. Big guy. Important trip for him, I think. Niku Kruger, captain of Cutstown University, scrum half. Uh, All-American. Ben Landry, former uh, USA uh, age-grade player, uh, played in uh, the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, All-American, um, now with the Seattle Saracens. He's a, he's a flanker lock kind of guy. Ben Leotigaga, uh, West Point, All-American, big, really kind of scary runner if he gets going, plays for the USA, in the USA 7's camp. He hasn't played for the USA 7's team yet. Plays for Ombak. Uh, Chad London, Glendale Raptors, uh, uh, overseas trained, center, wing, fullback, very uh, very knowledgeable player. Angus McClellan, Davenport University before that, uh, Traverse Bay, under-19 team, uh, captain of Davenport. So he's an undergrad. He's, he's, he's playing international prop. Uh, he's an undergrad, really a big ass for him. He's actually a terrific player. Uh, Al McFarlane, New York Athletic Club, uh, really strong, uh, loose forward, very experienced. Ash McGinty, A.J. McGinty from Life University uh, on the men's team. Fly half, here's the big thing. Uh, McGinty now has his three years uh, from Ireland. Now he's got his three years. He's USA eligible based on residency. Big, big tournament for him. He's a fly half. Ronnie McLean, uh, Ealing RFC in England. It's a, a, a club that used to be down the street from where I lived for three years. And uh, Ronnie McLean is a uh, USA eligible through parentage. Uh, played one game for the USA at fullback, but he's generally a center. But he's a pretty good sort of all-around versatile player, as is Zach Pangelinen, uh, on back, uh, originally from Guam. Has uh, played for the USA on 15s and 7s. Fly half, fullback, can do wing, kick goals. John Quill and New York Athletic Club, uh, flanker, was playing uh, back in Ireland, had played for the Boston RFC. Um, USA qualified, obviously, and uh, through parentage and um, really good open side flanker. Kind of possibly the regular number seven for the USA. We don't know yet. Robbie Shaw, Bristol RFC, uh, USA by parentage. He's been in and out of the national team. He's a scrum half. He's very experienced. I think he's a guy who provides leadership here. This is a big chance for him um, to get himself back into it. Mike Shepard, Seattle Saracens, before that Utah, before that University of Indiana, before that Brownsburg RFC in high school. Uh, age grade USA player, All-American, can play hooker, can play prop. Really good player. I like him a lot. Lou Stanfield, 50 caps for the USA. Uh, Cal, Jesuit, Seattle Saracens. Uh, this is sort of a... Well, he, he's, he's one of the, the pieces of glue here for this team. 
Tim Stanfield, no relation to Lou, uh, from uh, the Vancouver, Washington, uh, under-19 team, went to Central Washington for uh, where he was an All-American in sevens, and then now Seattle Saracens, another Seattle Saracens guy. Um, finally made his way onto the national team with the USA Selects, and then the Eagles kept scoring tries. We're expecting to see him score tries as well. Really opportunistic player. We love him. Uh, Kyle Sumption, uh, a Played uh, high school rugby in Utah, BYU. He's the captain at BYU, just as McClellan is captain at Davenport. Uh, terrific flanker. Um, Going to see a lot from him. Shalom Sudiula, former USA Sevens captain, plays for Seattle Saracens. Uh, scrum half, fly half, can play both. Uh, Phil Teal, he's the captain of the squad. Uh, Life University, uh, played for life uh, when he was younger also. And... Um, Traverse Bay, uh, as an under-19 guy. He played prop, he played hooker, he's now a hooker. Um, he is the hooker for the Eagles. So the, this is one where you've got your Eagle player in this position. Uh, Matt Truville, uh, USA eligible by residency. He's been playing with Seattle Saracens and the previous incarnation Old Puget Sound Beach for many years. Uh, he's a lock, number eight kind of guy. Very... Uh, very knowledgeable kind of guy. Um, I, I I don't know if I would say that he knocks you silly when he hits you, but he knows how to play. Teli Vea Matahu, that is uh, Metropolis RFC, another young talent. Let's just see what he can do. Let's what he see what he can do in the backs. And then Nick Wallace, former Chuckanut, uh U19, former St. Mary's All-American, now with the Glendale Raptors. Uh, prop and so so basically you've got your eagle front row very close to it not with Eric Fry um, but you've got Khalifi Wallace and Teal in this uh, squad and then you've got a lot of other guys that you're testing out to see how they're going to do well with that that's your team that's kind of what you want that's what Mike Tolkien wants to see what he's got uh, who pushes his way in past those uh, overseas guys we talked to Phil Teal. I talked to Phil Teal about that and getting ready for this kind of experience and getting ready for the World Cup. So this is me talking with Life Rugby and USA Rugby hooker Phil Teal. So hey guys, this is Alex Goff with Golf Rugby Report, Rugby Matrix America. We are with Phil Teal, who's going to be the uh, squad captain for the USA Selects as they go to South America, uh, play a series of games there. Uh, and Phil, I know you. I mean, you're you're super busy. You're all over the place. But uh, I'm glad that you had a couple of minutes to talk to me about rugby. How you doing? I'm doing well, Alex. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm always excited to get the word out about rugby, and the more people that can hear us talk about it, the better. Well, excellent. Now, you, you're one of the experienced guys going uh, on this uh, USA Selects team. Uh, obviously, being squad captain. Is, is is that a big responsibility? Do you see, you know, what kind of responsibility do you see it as? Well, I think that um, it's really exciting for me. I've been able to captain a couple games at the ARC with the Selects before, but I've never been able to actually be the uh, squad captain on a tour. I'm really excited about it. I mean, we have a ton of experience in this squad and also some really exciting young guys coming through that are going to get some playing time. 
And, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to lean on other experienced veterans that are going to be there. And also, you know, when you go on a tour and you get to be the captain, you're lucky enough to do that. And you've got a lot of young guys coming in. They're going to bring a ton of energy. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. I don't think it's going to be necessarily easy, but I think that it's going to be uh, a good time, if I could put it that way, about as simple as I could put it. We also have a good coaching staff going, and um, I'm, I'm really excited about it overall. No, so do you, you don't necessarily look at yourself as saying, you know, you're you're the guy who's going to lay down the law about this is what it's like to be on an international tour or something like that. Most of these guys probably know what it's like. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys know. I mean, there's going to be, you know, we, we bring in a lot of guys. And one of the great things about the squad is no matter what level it's at, since I've been lucky enough to be on the team since 2009 and I have my little break, but is we've never really had any guys that were problems or, you know, or cancers, if you want to use that word, in the team, because that gets sorted out really quick. As a, as a you know, tour captain, that's my job to do that as well, but I don't think we're going to have to have that much of a problem, and if we do, I'm going to be able to lead those guys and tell them, you know, this is how things are done, this is how we do it, but there's also going to be a lot of other guys setting the right example for them to follow. All right, good. Now, uh... You know, you, you have been with the team for uh, quite a while. This is your second World Cup, uh, and this is part of the the Rugby World Cup uh, build-up. What, uh, are there any differences between the two, 2011 build-up and what you've seen so far for 2015? I think just um, from what I've been able to, to see is the biggest thing is we have a bigger build-up. We've got a longer schedule is what it seems like. We've got more games, more games on our home soil, you know, uh, good crowds that we've been building that's going to be really good to test us with noise and things like that. And, you know, we've got a bigger buildup than we had in 2011. We've got a really exciting team. We've got, I think, the most guys that we have playing professionally and also starting and making big impacts on their overseas teams as we've ever had. And we've also upped the domestic game a lot as far as the players you've seen come into the domestic camp. So there's more battling less positions, even with those guys that are great professionals, less positions are secure as we move forward, so we've got a lot of really exciting rugby coming up to, to really shift out and get what our squad's going to be going into this World Cup. Alright, good. Now, you, you, you play in the ARP with uh, Life University. Uh, there's also the PRP going. Um, mm-hmm. How important, I mean, you just mentioned you know raising the level of domestic play. We talked about that for a while. Um, how important has it that we've is it that we've had this development of these two premiership leagues um, to get to give teams and players sort of more regular difficult competition? You know, I mean that's massive. I mean, you look at all the best teams in the world internationally; they all have a top-flight domestic competition where their best players can play. I mean, you look at the New Zealands, the South Africa, England, France, all those, you know, all those teams, and they have a top-flight domestic competition where they can play, be together, train together. It's not that hard to get away for a week-long training camp with the national team. I mean, we deal with guys that are all over the world. You look at a team like Japan, who's really improved a lot over the past few years, and they've been building a stronger domestic competition. You know, we've heard about, uh, I think that they might be getting a team in Super Rugby. I forget if that's confirmed or not. But they've really built that domestic competition, and I know that, you know, USA Rugby has been working really hard to build a stronger domestic competition for us so that we can have that same level of success, you know, level of closeness with the players. And that's a, that's a massive step going forward that we're building towards and we'll have at some point. And I'm, I'm really excited about the ARP and the PRP and what they've brought to rugby domestically. All right, good. Now, and I think maybe Mike Tolkien has a hand in this, not so much in directing development of leagues or things like that, but 
he's he's really worked to try to get domestic players assembled as much as possible. Um, I, I don't know if you'd agree with that, but you know he had a couple of domestic camps, forwards camp. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. Know, taking taking the ARC seriously so that he's developing a team, and not just you know guessing on who he might put in in, in that team. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean we've we've built you know told uh, or coach Hogan, excuse me, and you know the entire coaching staff. They've I think that from what I've seen, I can you know only guess it of course, but they've built a network with coaches. They're able to see games. I mean, we see in emails that come out, you know, hey, get your film in. If it's a guy that's on a fringe, or even if it's a guy that's been around for a while, like myself, but is still playing domestically, you've got to continuously be showing film. You've got to be showing that you're playing well, showing that you're progressing, you know, because you're not getting that great. Still, it's still not the premiership of the top 14, obviously. So you've got to be showing that film. You've got to be sending things in. there. I think that the coaches are really building a stronger network there, and that's really important for the game to be built at. I don't want to call it the grassroots level because that's kind of cliche, but it is really, in America, it's still a grassroots level because it's still an amateur club competition that they're really building upwards. And that's, you know, that's been super important. All right, good, good. Okay, so we've got a team that's uh, going uh, South America. You're going to be playing Uruguay A. You're going to be playing the Argentina Jaguars twice. Um, and, and as you said, you've got some, some experienced guys, some young guys, uh, you know, are there some players you're like you feeling like oh, I'm really excited to see him play, or or even somebody who's been on the on the bench a lot for the Eagles? So somebody you'd like to see. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example: Kyle Sumption to go see somebody like him play a full eighty minutes. I mean, I, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've gotten to play with Kyle before. Just as an example, you know, just Kyle's a really he's a strong player. You know, he's becoming a known quantity. He's really pushing his way in there for time, and he's been playing really well. And, you know, it's coming out of college, it's always, you never know what a player is going to do. You know what I mean? Because they may dominate in college. And then you've seen guys that their skills may not have translated over to that next level. But a guy like Kyle, definitely a guy that actually I play with, you know, to give him a bit of a shout-out is uh, A.J. McGinty at, at Life. You know, sure. he's, he's going down on the tour. He's a very exciting player. Uh, he's young, you know, you know, being foreign, you know, always we always kind of still have the the accent craze, you know, but he's he's a great leader. He's a he's an exciting player. He's very strong and you know, with, with some issues we've had with some injuries and things like that, it's really good to see guys like him pushing their way in and having an opportunity to show what they can do. Um, because we're, we're always trying to build depth, and we're always looking for a guy that can push his way into the squad and it's exciting to see a guy like him get a crack at it. Okay, so uh, you being a hooker, which is, by the way, the, the, the best position on the field, I think you'd agree. Uh, um, coming from a family where we, three brothers, we all played hooker. Uh, be, being a hooker, going to play Uruguay and Argentina, we have to talk about the scrum. Yep. The USA, I, you know, I, I feel like is getting better, but it's still a huge problem in terms of um, you get into that sort of coffin corner area uh, five meters out from your line. You know, uh, there's a wheel, there's a crab, there's a collapse, and suddenly you've got a yellow card and a penalty try against you. Um, what's going on in the scrum? What, what are you seeing in the scrum, say, compared to what happens domestically? Um, what Are you making progress? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, and that's a that's always a tough question, but it's a fair question. I mean, we we definitely are making progress. I mean, we've had we have had a few games where um, where our scrum has definitely been under pressure, you know. But that's a big focus that we've had. We have the forwards camp, you know, for the domestic guys. We've had you know a lot more guys getting overseas. Guys like um, you know Eric Fry, uh, Chichi, guys like Props, you know what I mean, that are overseas getting experience there. You got guys like Nick Wallace that are getting consistent game time, working against guys that are other good props. Um, you know, Ali Khalifi, he's up in Seattle. You got guys like uh, Ben Tarr, you know, Angus McClellan, all those guys that are working really hard. Uh, Demikis Beach was a guy that was at the last camp. He's down at Life. Um, he's, you know, he's going for a sniff. And guys that are really good, powerful athletes that are really trying to get all their time in. I think what we're going to see going forward, you know, we're, we're putting the past, I don't want to say behind us because it's our learning experiences. But going forward, I think that we're going to see an improvement in our scrum because we're working more together. We've got guys playing top flight competitions, really learning and playing well. And I think that going forward, you know, it takes time to turn a scrum into a weapon. You look at a team like Italy, it took them years, and now they have a great scrum. Romania, it took them years, and now they have a really strong scrum. I think we're going to become one of those teams, and I think that this is going to be really the year where we start to crack and we start to change that and really progress forward. Is it, is it partly reputation? You have to earn your reputation, right? Yeah, you gotta earn it. You, you gotta earn it. I mean, teams know. I mean, there's there's no secret. About, I mean, there's no secret that you know that is an area that hasn't been our strongest as an entire forward pack going forward. You know, we've been a, we've been a really strong lineup for the last few years. We've got really great callers with guys like Scott Lavala, really great jumpers, Hayden Smith, Samu. You know, guys like that, um, and, and great lifters. We've got a good system, and we're we're we we had to turn our lineup into that. We have to do the same thing with the scrub. You know, we're we're trying to turn our reputation into that physical pack, strums, malls, tight work, things like that. But that does take time. And teams are going to really focus on that. And when you've got a team that gets their tails up and they really want to come after it because they think it's a weakness, they're going to put that extra effort in. And they're really going to try to wear you down. And they are going to try to crack you. And our goal going forward is not only to not crack, but to turn what used to be cracked into a strength for us so that we can really be a complete forward pack as we go forward, which will really strengthen our team overall. Excellent. Um, a lot of times what I like to do when a, when a team is named is go through and see where they played college or where they played high school rugby. Uh, and usually you see, you know, you see a lot of the same high school programs named Jesuit out of, out of Sacramento. Obviously they often have a lot of guys, but, but to see, um, you know, Traverse Bay has two guys in the USA, uh, uh, set up uh, you and Angus McClellan, and and how great is that? It's really cool. I mean, you know, I met Angus a long time ago. Uh, well, for me, for him, I mean, he's probably like twelve. But <laughs> uh, you know, I graduated ancient, you know, ancient times. But um, you know, it's really cool. You got guys. You know, you got Chuck Benson to put a name out there if you don't mind. You know, sticking oh. him in there so he can get a get a fist pump for it. Um, you know, Chuck <laughs> Chuck runs a great program up there. He's worked really hard. You know, he's had his ups and downs with uh, players because. You know, their rugby's still not that big in the northern part of Michigan, you know, numbers-wise, but they get some really good players. There's some great guys up there, uh, really good coaches, uh, people who work really hard to, to put the teams together, and uh, and you're, you're starting to see some guys come out of there, There's, you know, myself and Angus, and, you know, we're trying to strengthen that when I'm done playing. Um, that'll be something that'll be a goal of mine is to get some more guys out of Traverse City, you know, coming down, and Michigan in general, because there's some good players up there that, you know, there may be football players, basketball players, wrestlers that don't quite get looked at for those sports. So, you know, let them transfer into rugby and see what they can do from there. Excellent. And it, it, it is great to, to start to get a tradition uh, tradition going, and that's terrific that you want to um, continue to keep that connection going. Uh, 
looking ahead, um, you know, for you as as a player, first of all, what what are you trying to do? And I I know you had you had some time at Saracens, and I think you you know hoping that would go into a longer term thing. I um, mean, it's so difficult for a U.S. born player to to get that type of contract. Um, so you come back to the states. How 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 do you prepare yourself when you're not in a full time environment? Um, and how close are you to sort of like feeling like you're in a uh, a high performance full time environment? You know, I mean, uh, just a quick shout out to Saracen. My time over there was fantastic. It's one of the best organizations I've ever been involved in, not just rugby wise, but overall in my entire life. It was absolutely amazing. The you had guys that are you know. English, Scottish, South African, whatever World Cup players, guys getting paid, you know, quarter million, three hundred thousand dollars a year. That treated you, that treated me like I was, you know, one of their stars on their team. You know what I mean? They're absolutely nice. fantastic guys. Um, so, you know, when you come back to a team like Life, what you see is that, you know, we train almost as much as they do. To be honest, you know, we train three, four nights a week. Um, you know, not quite the. So we don't quite have the same setup. Obviously, you know, there it's a little bit different. But you know, we're in the gym three, four days a week. Um, life is, to be honest, what, you know, uh, Scott Lawrence and the guys, you know, when I first got there and even the guys before them have started and what Dan Payne has continued and Tui Osborne continued with the young guys and then the men's team as well, is the closest thing to a professional environment that I've been able to be a part of in the States. And that's not to knock any other team. I just haven't been a part of any other setup. But we, we go, we shoot for the closest thing to a professional high-performance environment that you can be in week in and week out. Unfortunately, every Saturday is not, you know, a 22 to 19 slugfest where you're playing 80 crazy minutes. You know what I mean? So what we do is we try to train at that level, and then we play against ourselves. And if we run into a team that is an exceptional team, like there are around the country, there are all over the place, when we run into one of those teams, it's a challenge for us to play them. But most of the time, you know, what we have to do is challenge ourselves. So we challenge ourselves in the gym, on the training field. We play with the undergrad team, which actually poses a great challenge. There are a bunch of young guys running around like maniacs that want to knock our heads <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Um, right. You know, we had a group training with them tonight, you know, and it was fantastic. It was absolutely awesome. We got 50 guys. But, yeah, it's to be fair, it's one of the closest things to a high-performance environment that I've been able to be a part of in the U.S., and that's that's really why I'm there, you know. Excellent. Uh, and and you do you feel like – is that a message for young players who are – coming into the USA setup, whether with the USA Selects or the Full Eagles, is, you know, in a way you have to train better sometimes than your opposition, than, yeah. than your competition. Oh, yeah. You have to you have to play essentially in the U.S., you know, until you play one of those other top teams. If you're, if you're a top player, you know, if you're in a top program and the guys that are working hard in, you know, lower division teams and stuff like that are working their butts off too – but if you're one of those guys that's in the setup and you're, you know, you're looking to get into an Eagles jersey, maybe you're an age grade guy or an All American or something like that, you're really playing, you're, you know, you're playing against yourself and you're playing against your competition at the same time, because there's always someone out there better than you, and the only thing that you can do to get yourself a better chance of getting that Eagles jersey on is to make yourself better than them. You know what I mean? If you're an 18 year old kid, an All American, a freshman All American at, you know, Cal, Life, BYU, St. Mary's, one of those great programs. You're competing essentially with a 30-year-old guy that's got 30 casts, 40 casts. You know what I mean? That's really who you're competing with because you want that jersey. You know what I mean? So you've really got to try to push yourself and put yourself in the best position. I mean, I've given advice to guys that come to life camp that's over the summer. You know what I mean? To say, hey, you know, you don't have to choose life, but choose a top program. 
You know what I mean? Or choose a program that's up and coming that's got good coaches. You know, you see a team like Clemson uh, pulls off an upset against Arkansas State. It's a team moving forward. You know what I mean? Choose a team yeah. like that that's got great coaching where you're going to get better. Don't just go run everybody over and have a great time and drink beer for four years. You know what I mean? Make yourself a better player. That's just what I always tell the young guys that I get to run into. Excellent. And that's that's the idea of this trip down uh, to South America is um, – is to to have you know have a really tough competitive three games, um, including for some young guys who uh, who haven't had that. I mean, haven't haven't necessarily experienced that on an international level. Yeah, I mean, we we are going to have guys that are going down there that are going to be wide eyed and bushy tailed on their first game. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is right. some of their first international experience. You know what I mean? So. What you can do as an older fellow like myself, I would like to say experience, but the word is just older. It is, you know, <laughs> just easy to calm that guy down, tell him to play his game, work within his strengths, you know what I mean, play within the system, and just do what he can do. Because the biggest thing that you want to teach a young guy coming up to that level is you're not going to play the same game that you play at your college or your club or whatever you do. It's not the same game. Work, work with your strengths, work within the game, and just play your best and just go as hard as you can, you know, burn yourself out for 10 minutes or 80 minutes or whatever it may be, and you'll be all right at the end of the day. You know what I mean? When you start getting in trouble is when, you know, you think because you play at whatever team, I can throw this offload out the back door and, oh, the ball goes to the ground and the Jaguars kick it nine times in the air and run down the field 80 meters for a try. And you go, wait, what the heck? You know, you go, what the heck just happened? And it's like, well, that's what happens when you do something stupid is you get scored on. You know what I mean? Like that. So that's the biggest thing is just to calm those guys down and, and, and have fun and, you know, play rugby. It's the same game. It's just better players, you know. Right. That's good. That's good. What What's next for you? Uh, you know, you're going to uh, push, obviously, to, to play in the World Cup and and hopefully uh, play well in the World Cup. Um, after that, have you thought any further than that? Uh, not right now, to be honest. You know, the my uh, – it's a kind of a blessing and a curse as a domestic player. You know, I have a family. Um, I, I support them. You know, they. I mean, you know, my fiance obviously supports us too. But you know, we we do our thing. And the the blessing and a curse as an American domestic player is that your goals are a little bit different than a guy who's say playing for you know somebody like you know Samu or Chris or one of those guys playing overseas, right. where you're playing week in and week out. You know, do I play next year? What's my contract like with this? Is my goal is the World Cup. You know, that jersey, you know, it's their ultimate goal, too, you know, but that's my one singular focus is to play well enough that I get to earn that jersey. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. That's it. So I really don't see anything past the World Cup. If something happens, that'd be great. You know, for me at this point in my life, it'd have to be something where I could take my family overseas or something like that. But as far as as far as I'm looking right now, this next tour is my next goal. And then after that, it's just one game at a time trying to improve trying to sharpen myself and, you know, do everything I can for the team so that when we hit the World Cup, we hit it running and I can be a positive member of the team. That's good. But you know, it is a little bit on, on a rugby level. Uh, you know, somebody who's playing professionally, they they play in the World Cup and, you know, if they're, if they're lucky, they get a weekend off after you're done at the yeah. World Cup. But then it's like, yeah. okay, come back to the team and you're playing now. Um, works. Yeah. And, and, you know, domestically, yeah, it's more like back to your job. Uh, but you yeah. sort of come home. You come home. You sit down. You turn on the TV. Nobody says anything about the Rugby World Cup, and you're like, "I was, you know, I was just 
it, this yeah. massive thing, and then everything just sort of stops. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of an it, odd, it, odd situation. It's a little bit weird. I mean, after the last World Cup, I mean, I pretty much I've retired. I guess yeah. would be the word after the last World Cup. I had, you know, I had a couple of injury issues that I was dealing with and some things like that. And I talked to. Um, the coaches and just told them, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can, you know, play anymore. I wanted to, you know, pursue some work, um, some career options and things like that. And I found out that, you know, I had a really nice job and you know, I liked the company I worked for, but I was bored out of my mind. You know what I mean? And, yep. you know, an office job is tough. It's tough to go from playing in front of, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people in one of the biggest sporting events in the world to, you know, going back and working in an office, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. So it's a weird thing. It's it's one of those things that makes you just want to keep playing, but at some point, you know, you think about it, you know, do I want to coach? Do I want to keep playing? You know, what's my role going to be moving forward? Do I want to maybe help somebody else come into the team? And that's one of the biggest things with the U.S. team is that we all think about the team first, to be honest. We really do. Every single person does. And if there's, you know, if, if I get, if I'm lucky enough to still be the starter going into the World Cup, if I put myself in that position with other great players around us, you know, then maybe it's time for those guys to come in. You know, maybe I can mentor them, or maybe I can help bring in the next crop of players that'll, you know, push rugby forward. As you look at someone like, without, you know, running on, you look at someone like Dan Payne, who was the forwards coach for the U.S. team. Well, he decided to transition into a full-time position at life, completely full-time, because he felt that that was a better situation where he could actually advance American rugby more from that level than from trying to coach us at the U.S. team. You know what I mean? So there's all sorts of different options, and the goal is the same for everybody, from you know, you know, Nigel Melville all the way down to the 12-year-old rugby player is to make American rugby better. That's what we're all after. That's excellent. All right, Phil Teal. Well, uh, best of luck uh, marshalling your way through with, with the experienced guys and the new guys down in South America. Um, you know, there's a lot of beef to be eaten down there, so enjoy yourself uh, on that level. Hopefully, you get a few good steaks uh, in Uruguay. Um, but uh, enjoy yourself and uh, best of luck down south. Hey Alex, thanks a lot, and um, yeah, keep doing what you do, man. And you know, we appreciate it, and you know, keep pushing American rugby forward as much as you can. Thanks a lot. You do too. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Phil. Thanks, Alex. Right, thanks, mate. So, how is this team going to do? Well, I don't know if it really matters. The point is that we're not giving away full national team caps to try and figure out what's going to be on, uh, uh, who's going to make the Eagles, who's going to make the World Cup squad. What we've got is also giving full, you know, a large amount of time to these players. Uh, everybody's going to get time, I think, at least training time. I mean, if they're terrible at, on the training field, then there's no way they're going to be picked. But they're going to get time to test themselves out, make their case. Uh, the big guy... I think that everybody says, and Phil Till mentioned it, I mentioned it at the beginning, Ash McGinty, he's got to show himself to be able to play fly half at an international level because uh, Mike Tolkien is still looking for a guy in a number 10 jersey. Uh, best of luck to the USA Selects going to this uh, South American tour, but we know that this is just building towards something bigger, um, and I think people need to remember that. So that's going to do it for this edition of Rugger Matrix America. Don't forget that Rugger Matrix America is brought to you by Aircraft Charter Solutions. You can check out uh, all the Rugger Matrix America shows on Golf Rugby Report. You can also check out at RuggerMatrix.com and on 
iTunes. And thank you for listening to Rugged Matrix America. Rugged Matrix America.